Good Friday evening, not afternoon, but Friday evening. It's a Facebook Live Friday. I'm Brian Milo along with Alex Walker, and we want to thank everybody at Bluegrass Orthopedics for making the Facebook Live product a reality. And obviously, someone is dressed for work and someone is not. He's been working outside. Stayed track, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you dress like it, you know. Did you break a sweat out there? I didn't. I did not, thankfully. Rain delays. A lot of rain and weather out there. Yeah, a lot. As you know, the weather has been a little dicey for athletic events, but they got all of the. Uh, they you know started this a couple of days ago. Got all of the events in today, except one. Have to come back, I guess, tomorrow morning and tomorrow finish morning, off yep. uh, the KHSAA state track and field over at the UK Outdoor Complex. A lot of stuff to go over with you, just uh, for uh, in a few minutes. It's been a busy week of UK basketball to begin with. Uh, I don't think many people saw Brad Calipari entering right. the transfer portal. Nick Richards comes back. EJ Montgomery comes back. I think everybody saw Nick doing it. Mm -hmm. EJ, it sounds like it was a 50-50, 60-40. He might not come back, and then he does. Um, so it's been a busy week with football. What do you think about the decisions of those three? I guess EJ's father just chimed in and said it was a lot closer than yeah. people think, that, that, that EJ was going to leave Kentucky and not come back that he worked out for the Thunder, and the Thunder were maybe saying, hey, maybe you want to be in the drafts after all. But he elected to come back to school, which I think is the best choice. I think Kentucky fans thought we were going to get one or the other, not both. And yeah. the fact that both are back is big for a front court that needed some bodies. And uh, I think he has the chance. I think the pitch to EJ was you can make the same jump PJ did if, if, you, if you play your cards right. Watch what PJ did from year one to year two. You can do the same and become a potential lottery pick because he's one of those guys like Nick he shows flashes, sure. but he hasn't quite put all the pieces together. If he can put the pieces together and make that jump, I think that'll be huge for Kentucky this year. I've heard Mike Pratt say over and over, the UK basketball analyst, you know, do you want to go to the league or do you want to stay in the league? Yep. And that's a big difference. I know when you flash millions of dollars and say, if you come here, we will pay you this much money, and that's a lot of money. But when you take in taxes and an agent and just the day-to-day -day, day -day living, that money can go away pretty quickly if you're not smart with it or, or know a good financial advisor and investor. So, yeah, you look at making money or getting money. We all want to get some money, but I want to make it in that second contract. Rick Patino always said you make your money in the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, what have you, on that second contract. And um, I think when in doubt – I think you always come back, in my opinion. Yeah, and what's you kind of think of what PJ did. If PJ does get drafted late second round last year, he might make a roster, might not, might yeah. flame out in the G League. Now he's at least going to be a, a potential lottery pick, and he's going to get a lot of money on that signing bonus. So he made himself a lot of money. And this is also a, a front court now with Nick and EJ. Uh, this is this is big. Let's say both leave. Who do you got? I mean, you got, you, so you got some scrambling going on now. Uh, Cal's got to feel good. He's got those two guys, veteran presence, Nate Sestina coming in from Bucknell, also a veteran grad transfer presence for Kentucky. Uh, there, there's no, I don't think there's a superstar big there, but there's enough pieces. I think they could be really physical, and I think they both made really good decisions. Like you said, when in doubt, come back. If, you, if these guys are telling you you might get drafted, yeah. come you back. Might not. <laughs> make, make sure it's a sure thing. You don't want to go in the draft and just think, Am I going to be in the 50s, 55, 60s? It's not like you're looking at the, the top 60 college basketball players. A bunch of guys coming from Europe. There's a bunch of other factors going in. Uh, you come back to school. Buckle down. 
at the very least, uh, you get a chance to experience Kentucky for another year, experience college for another year, and make your decision then. But if it's a toss-up, always come back. It always seems That's to me. work. How many times do we see it work out for guys, for, you know, like, like P.J., came back, made himself a lot of money versus guys that – uh, where are they now? That's you know, right. You don't, you, don't even, you don't even hear their names anymore. So. That's the question. Where are they now? It's good to get that attention, and I think a lot of it deals with attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I'm the old man of the two, obviously. But I've always wondered, kids get so enamored with making the video. I'm leaving video. I'm coming back video. We're going to make another video yep. later, and I'm going to come back. and uh, make up a dis- Make your mind. And don't worry about all the attention because we all learn attention is fleeting, uh, especially when you have your career on the line. So good job to those guys for deciding to come back. One guy who did leave after one year is DeMarcus Cousins. Now, he played, thankfully for him. He came back from that uh, torn quad he had with the Warriors. He played in the NBA Finals last night. The first John Calipari UK guy to play in the Finals. And that's a stat that you look at and go, oh, man, is he not – coaching the most of the time most of the time <laughs> yeah, his draft picks go so high they're playing for the worst teams that's in the league right. that aren't that's ever exactly going to touch right. the NBA finals so <laughs> it's great for Boogie though the fact that he I mean, that injury looked awful the yeah. fact that he was able to rehab that quickly you got to think if, if the finals weren't a, a potential you know thing for him it, the rehab would not have been that quick right but the fact that he had the chance to finally this might be his last chance you don't know where he goes in the summer but sure. I think you realize this was maybe maybe one of his last chances to play in the finals, and it was great to see him out there. I mean, he had a, he had a decent night. I think the the more he plays and gets you know shakes some of that rust off, uh, uh, he'll have some better performances against the Raptors. But it's great to see him out there, and it's cool that Cal finally got that first guy yeah. under his belt. Right, <laughs> more to come for sure. Though. Another uh, factor in last night's NBA Finals, there is a Kentucky connection to the NBA Finals, and that is Pascal Siakam. His younger brother, Boris, or older brother, Boris Siakam, from the Cameroon, played at Caverna back in 2004, played in the All-A State Tournament over at uh, EKU, lost to Hazard, I believe, in the Elite Eight, and then they win the fifth region title, beat Eastridge in the first round in 2004, again taking his ball club to the Elite Eight. So while there is there is a Kentucky Wildcat or former Wildcat in the finals, Siakam, Boris, played at Western Kentucky, and now his younger brother is in uh, the NBA finals. I, I love the Sweet 16, but I think Pascal's got the better gig here playing in the NBA <laughs> yeah. finals. That's such a fascinating <laughs> story. To everybody tell me that uh, a couple months back when yeah. Pascal was kind of having his coming out party for the Raptors, and yet you see his younger brother, you see him. Those are guys that you watch yeah. for a second. Uh, he, he's got some potential, and those are those are two guys that are that are really impressive basketball players. He had what 32 points last night. Yeah, and I, mean, I think went off. I saw something that's the most points in an NBA Finals debut since Kevin Durant, I think seven or eight years ago. So he. He made some money last night. I don't know how long he's going to stay with the Raptors, what his contract situation's like, but no matter what, he showed some signs last night, which is pretty cool. No question about it. Um, There's also another topic we'll touch on briefly. I don't have all of the info on it. Dave Baker is one of the guys who uh, – Dave Baker is great at point-counterpoint. Okay, yeah, say this. "Ah, What about – you know, I'm going to go over this direction. The alcohol sales, potential alcohol sales at U.K. sporting events, basketball, football, baseball – um, it's been almost 20 years since uh, CM Newton implemented the zero tolerance policy with alcohol sales at UK events. Um, 
I was in Hazard when the, uh, the, the tragedy occurred 20 years ago, which forced Kentucky and the SEC to make a lot of changes uh, with alcohol sales. We see a lot of fans, and this isn't just UK, this is you know fans all over the country, that get rather prepped for a football game in the parking lot, um, go into the game, and they are feeling the effects of being prepped in the parking lot. <laughs> But if you sell it at a game, you know, we, we had a, unfortunately had an alcohol-related death um, on the, before a football game or after a football game uh, where a little four-year-old was, was killed. And there is a lot of eggshells to walk mm -hmm. on in this situation. This is not just about money. This is about uh, a great many things. But just on the surface, thoughts about a potential alcohol sales at Kroger Field and Rupp Arena. And before anybody, you know, celebrates, this is all school by school implementation. That's right. That's it's right. not just across the board sweeping mm -hmm. regulations. It's up to each school right. of where they sell it in the stadium. Is it going to be general admission? Is it going to be just the suite levels? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, on the surface, uh, you know, it, it, it'd be nice to see. Um, but like you mentioned, it's more than money. It's that it's kind of the, you start approaching the moral ground, the moral compass. I, that's that's an angle a lot of these uh, these rules surround. Do you want to be known as a stadium that that sells beer? And I think the only way, one of the best ways to go about it is look at schools that have already done it. Mm -hmm. Has it worked? What were the pros? What were the pro cons of that? If it worked, great. If not, you know, don't do it. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I know when that news dropped today. Social media lit up because sure it's, it's, a, it's a it's a heavy hitting subject and a lot of people want it, but there are some downfalls and you have to you have to look at those before you make a decision. Here. Now you were the, you're a Big Ten guy, went to Penn State. What did they do up there? Penn State uh, actually they're I think in the same process right now of implementing uh, the rule. Some Big Ten stadiums do allow it, and they're kind of trying to figure out like UK what they're going to do with the rule. Um, I'm trying to think if I've been to a college campus that has sold it. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I think that's the best way. Look at, talk to people that have implemented rules and see what's worked, see what hasn't worked, and, and just stick with the stuff that works. Well, one thing that does work for me, and you people who know me know baseball works for me, especially mm -hmm. at the high school and college level. Uh, this weekend, the high school baseball semi-state will take place at Kentucky Proud Park in central Kentucky. It's being played at uh, western Kentucky, Moorhead State. It's being played all around uh, the Commonwealth um, at collegiate parks, not just a high school park like it used to be. Uh, this is a big deal mm -hmm. for kids who, uh, let's be honest, some of these guys may never play college baseball. You know, they get into the workforce or just go to school. So to, to play at a college facility, especially a $50 million mm -hmm. college facility like Kentucky Proud Park, this is a big deal that you don't get every day to the victor goes the spoils. And if you're a region champ uh, in central Kentucky to northern Kentucky, you get to come to Kentucky Proud Park and play. That is a big deal for me and for those kids. You get to play on the turf and, and, and really enjoy the moment. And that's an even neater deal for Montgomery County. I mean, they haven't been to semi-state, state in how long? Since I was three. Since you were three, right? <laughs> so, I mean, not only do they get to just play at state, but they get to play at Kentucky yeah. Proud Park, which is such a special thing. Those guys will be able to tell, you know, their friends, their their kids someday, which is really special. And uh, Tate's Creek, the cool thing about that, that semi-state matchup, they're playing Somerset. Somerset. Tate's Creek, what, just played there already yeah, a couple right. days ago. So does that give them an advantage? 
I mean, Maybe they already know. got the play I there think for it a does. Day. I think it does because you're playing on, on AstroTurf or the new synthetic grass. It's not the old school AstroTurf that yours truly played on that still has some of the burns and on elbow joints and, and, and places in between. But it is unique. There, it, you go to a high school park, they are not spacious, mm -hmm. most of them. You come to KPP and all of a sudden you're playing in a small canyon. And uh, this is a big deal. We're going to have highlights tomorrow on the uh, 11 o'clock news, maybe some of the six, depending on that four o'clock game with uh, Montgomery County and Beachwood. Montgomery County plays this 37 and one Beachwood team. Mm. And if memory serves, if Beachwood was to win three more games, they would join only Harrison County in state history, I believe, to win 40 games in a season. Harrison did it in 97. That was a juggernaut of a ball club who ironically enough, or coincidentally enough, won the state championship at Old Cardinal Stadium played on the old AstroTurf. So um, just a little knowledge. There. We also got a uh, big softball game tomorrow Tomorrow as well. 11 a.m. Berea College, Madison Southern against Woodford County. Woodford correct? County. The last time Woodford will be the 11th region champion. They moved to the 8th region next so year. It, that's going to be a fun matchup because Madison Southern also upset Scott County. That's right. Correct? Uh, to, to reach this point. So they're kind of the team that's riding on a lot momentum right now of upsetting the defending state champs. That's going on. Um, real quick, uh, big shout out to Boyle County boys and girls. Oh, yeah, track you teams. were over there today. That uh, was state cool. track was cool. I, I actually spent two years in Iowa, so we covered state track like we cover Kentucky basketball yeah. here. I mean, we were covering four meets a day. And over there, Boyle County Rebels boys, 2A state champions, girls with one event left, I think are one point behind Mercer County. So Boyle County's got a little powerhouse and track going on. So a big <laughs> shout out to those guys. And of course, all of the athletes that from our area that won gold, silver, whatever they finished today, a big shout out. I ran track cross country. It is not for the faint of heart. Those guys train year round. You're running 80 miles a week sometimes if you're a distance runner. It's crazy. So big shout out to those guys for getting that done, especially East Jessamine. They went one and two in the 300-meter hurdles. So that's pretty cool. I don't think I've run 80 miles since I quit playing college baseball <laughs> that's 20 a lot, right? those years ago. Yeah, that was, uh, those, those were my skinny days, real skinny yeah. days. Well, just hold my breath. Yep. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us on Facebook Live this evening. Uh, he will be anchoring this weekend, so get out and support your softball and high school yep. baseball teams. And if you get out to the U.K. Uh, outdoor complex tomorrow, there's one more event. And then all of the state championships will be decided. There's tennis going on, but baseball and softball tomorrow at KPP starts at 4 o'clock and a doubleheader at 7. For Alex Walker, I'm Brian Milan. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later.